Welcome everyone to episode 20 of Rules of the Arena. This episode is brought to you by Blind Ninja Studios, where you can find this show and others such as Department of Fence, show with no purpose and hosted by experts on nothing. Homebrew Browned, a show dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. And Soundwave, hosted by Matt and Carlos, keeping you up to date on all things music. Last but not least, Legends of Lothos, now into its second season for anyone like me that plays D&D. And this is also brought to you by Duck Hill Workshop, a small-scale sawmill and builders of fine furniture. You can find them online at Duck Hill Workshop. Dot com Duck Hill Workshop on YouTube, where you can watch a series in the shop with Ben and Glenn, and make sure to follow their work on Instagram uh, at Duck, Will, Duck Hill Workshop. We're back this week in the studio with uh, my co-host Ben. Couldn't make it, so is standing in for him is our celebrity sandwich maker from episode sixteen, <laughs> <laughs> Brian. Oh man, uh, from Hot Barrel, dude. See what that I can is. Do. Uh... I don't know how did I you, lucked out that there's Bitmad Bakery stuff sitting in front of me well, once again. Did you did you bring sandwich fixins? Or? <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, we could put a cookie between these uh, cheese buns here, yeah, man. Here, Make it a, a nice cookie sandwich. Yeah, the, I'd eat the, that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I am not ashamed to say I would, too, my friend. And also my producer, Casey. Ooh. Oh, hey, that's me. Yeah, that's that the other dude here. talking. Yeah. <laughs> and in studio with us is Eric. How's it going? What's up, guys? And coming from us from in the future, uh, it's morning. <laughs> Paul from is or is uh, skyped into us uh, via. Where are you from? India now. Yep, India. Thanks for coming in, guys. Tonight. Also, he has the bird's eye view, so he's just like looking down <laughs> on us, like God. Like. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming you know, down to the studio tonight, and thanks for uh, calling in for us. Um, just kind of introduce sure. yourselves a little bit to the listeners. Uh, yeah, we're a band from Minneapolis called The Connection. Um, it's actually spelled the, um, connection like C-O-N-N-E-C space I-O-N, just not to get that confused. Not the conic ion? Not the kind of conic ion, I mean, no. if, if, you know, if you're just going to sure. lay it out there, that's what it looks like, but. That's yeah. exactly what it looks like. That's what yeah. I thought it was for fe- several weeks until I saw the <laughs> pronunciation on Facebook. Yeah. Could Carlos yell any louder? I there don't think he could. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're a Minneapolis-based band and, uh. Just trying to spread our music around. It's kind of some neat sounds coming from <laughs> yeah, you. Right? What was that? <laughs> that's, that's rush awesome. hour. That's in, in Paul's India. world. <laughs> yeah, Paul, introduce yourself to everybody listening at home. Yeah, yeah, I'm Paul, and uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm from India, and then I met Eric when I was in Minnesota because I go to school. Over there. Yeah, I went to college together. And then we Northwestern started this thing, so here we are. You yeah. know, there's like other states that don't get cold during the school year <laughs> that you could have gone to, right? <laughs> True. That is true. Yeah, we joke about that. It's like way that. hotter over here than over there, <laughs> would to be honest. It's like completely opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so what drew you to, to music, you know, versus, you know, every other art platform that there is? Mm. Uh, for me, growing up, going to, to church every week, uh, listening to the music there, uh, listening to the worship team, like when you're a um, little kid going to church and going to church camps and stuff, and you see the guys on the worship team playing electric guitar and singing, and it's like your older cousins and stuff, you want to be just like them. So that's yeah. what really drew me to it. Absolutely. What about for you, Paul? Yeah, for me, it's kind of like the same too. Like growing up, um, basically all of my family, like all of them are singers and stuff, and my dad's like a songwriter too. So growing up, I was growing up in church. There was like music definitely around. So I would say, like literally all my um, life, there was music around. So it definitely inspired me to play music and also sing and stuff. So hopefully someday I will write. But right now I'm just singing and playing guitar. So yeah. And you know, where did you, you know, what, where did you come up with the name and what made you want to start the band in the first place? Um, yeah, um, I came up with the name in, in high school, and then it didn't actually become a thing until um, a few years ago, like my junior year in college. But um, I first thought of the name, like the connection, like um, how music is a way we can connect with people. Um, in our faith, like I feel like it's a way we can connect with God, because I mean, that's like how we worship. That's one form of worship for us. Um, but you can like see in the name, it's kind of like, um, a play on words a little bit like the T is gone because like the connection um, isn't perfect with people or with God it's uh, um, yeah it's not perfect so um, 
our music I feel like expresses that um, a little bit of uh, going through struggles in life like we're not having perfect relationships with with people and I feel like that's something we can all connect with so that's kind of where it came from and uh, whose idea was it to start the band I guess you could say it's mine but it kind of just happened I mean we, we met at uh, Northwestern the very first the very first day of school um, we were going to orientation and uh, I just walk in the front doors go down the hall hop in the elevator Paul's right there the very first person I ever met at the school <laughs> it's just like so cool how it all happened and then here we are now like we were just buddies ever since then and started jamming and found out like we each played guitar and it just went on yeah. from there and how long have you well Paul how long have you been playing guitar or how long have you been in, in, involved in music for that <laughs> Paul you still there He's a frozen yeah. face. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, did you hear that last question? He's still kind of a frozen face. Hang on. At least now I know what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, did you hear that last question? No, I did not. Uh, uh, this scene, how long have you been involved in music? So... um well, I was playing in church, and I was just playing drums. I was not playing guitar. Um, I went to some classes for guitar lessons, and then I did not take the test because I was like, Dad, I'm never going to play guitar in my life because I don't see it taking me anywhere. What age were I you? Came, what age was that? Yeah. Um, that was like right before. That was that was in 2014, so that was like four, five years ago. And then I came mm-hmm. to Minnesota, started hanging out with Eric, and then... Um, I bought a guitar and it was just like, now nah, I can just play like songs like so many different ways. So, mm. yeah. And are you two doing this full time or are you working a job? Right, you said you're going to school. I mean, no, I graduated school. Um, I actually just like quit my job a couple weeks ago. I was working at Culver's. Sure. So at the moment, I'm like looking for for a new job. I really want to like start my career now that I'm graduated and. I have um, a very important question. Yeah. Does a better brand of beef make a butter burger better? It 100% <laughs> does. Wow, I like his conviction. What, what do you guys think about What do you guys think about Culver's? I I love I love it. Man. I honestly haven't had a Culver's burger in yeah, it's years. Been a while. Now now a I'll make burger. it a, now yeah. I'll make it a point. Right? Well, and they yeah. just opened one here in town. We can go right after the show. Why not? Wait, here in River Falls? <laughs> yeah. Well, already though. Really? Yeah, there's one right on Main Street. Oh, no shit. That's yeah, where the uh, the Perkins used to be. Oh, okay, yeah. Nice. <laughs> See, you, you, I move up north and everything changes on me. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, now you just released your second EP, mm-hmm. and what was it like putting that first one together? The first one was uh, while we were going to college. Um, two of the songs I made completely in the dorm, and. Uh, during my junior year of college, I think. And then one of the songs I, I had made in high school and kind of like redid everything that same year to release it. So it was over like a really long period of time, just trying to put everything together myself. Um, it takes a long time when you're trying to record everything yourself, master everything yourself, uh, do each <laughs> instrument yourself, <laughs> uh, learn how to like put everything um, together, all the different volumes of each track. It, it took a really long time. Where did you like find any online tools for that, or did oh, you just kind of wing yeah. it yourself? Uh, I started out with GarageBand when I was in high school, and <clears throat> uh, and then later on I got Logic. And for those of you that don't know, that's basically GarageBand on steroids. It's uh, the more professional one, and uh, yeah. Yeah, Paul just learned as I went. Was Paul just kind of sitting there in the corner laughing at you the whole time you were struggling? Or where was he during this? He was down the hall, and I kind of just like called him when I wanted to hear his opinion about something or when I wanted him to uh, play his guitar and I could record him or, you know, something like that. Looking back on it now with two under your belt, I mean, what were some of the biggest challenges that you had to come over, you know, besides the learning curve, you know, re- putting that first one together? Hmm. Biggest challenges. I would say um, setting aside time and just like doing it. Um, yeah. While I was going to school, I mean, you're so busy with 
with classes and I was working at that time too. So, um, I mean, if I could go back and do it again, I would like purposely set aside a lot more time to just like try and get it done. Like the, the really the only thing that was really stopping me from like getting it going was, was kind of like me the whole time. Like you have to just like really set aside your time and, to get it done. So then yeah. on this, putting the second one together, have you found it to be easier or no. new, new challenges? <laughs> not at all. Paul's still not helping out? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's on the other side of the world right now. <laughs> so no. No excuse, damn it. <laughs> um, the second time around, I'm trying to think how it's different. Uh, hmm. The second time around may have been easier because I was only working at Culver's. I wasn't going to school at that time. And um, I had learned a lot more about logic and how to record. And um, I had my own place with Alex at that time. So I kind of like had my own little studio. So I think it was a little bit easier. I didn't have to wait for the roommates to get out of the room so I could start singing, you know, because it's weird to just like sing and record and stuff with them next to you and yell and stuff. So it it was a little bit easier. Weird traffic noise in the background. Yeah. Now, what's the, what's your process like of writing a song in it? I mean, how do you go about mm-hmm. in choosing which ones you want to release on your EP or if you put mm-hmm. a, an album together? Um, as far as choosing which ones go on it, I kind of ask Alex and I just like show family and uh, they'll kind of tell me which ones are the best. Um, Sometimes you can't always trust them because they're your family, you know. Maybe you know a little oh, bit boy. about that. Oh, boy. Boy, do I ever. <laughs> it's, you know, and, and I'm, a, I'm a professional brewer, too, and so, yeah, I mean, you, you peddle your wares, and people are like, oh, that's just so great, yeah. my, you know, my son, and, you know. <laughs> it's the you greatest thing You can do no ever. wrong, Ryan. <laughs> you can do no wrong. I don't know my mom would go that far. <laughs> <laughs> All I heard for the first time episodes from my mom is criticism on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's because your mom knows. You. <laughs> <laughs> it's making up for the gray hair I put on her head. <laughs> uh, like we said, you just released your second EP titled uh, Let's Talk. Mm. Where did you come up with the name for that? Actually, Alex came up with that. Um, I think I was just like throwing around ideas and then she said, oh, I, I really like this one. And that's one that I came up with. So I actually just came up with it after I already, had already finished a couple of the songs. And the songs were like really kind of, I guess you could say things that you you don't generally talk about. Kind of like um, if if you're friends with, with your buddy and you, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain. But one of the songs is about um, passive aggressive people. So Minnesota. So if you're, yeah, yeah, Minnesota, exactly. <laughs> Minnesota, nice. Um, so it's called Let's Talk because... It's, it's really like purposefully um, trying to talk about like the problems that nobody talks about, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of the problems people just brush over and are really annoyed with, but they don't want to say anything because they don't want to be that person. It's like, it's about that stuff. Sure. And yeah. yeah, I've been trying to, you know, listening to the last two EPs leading up to this, to this, uh, tonight, been trying to think of, uh, I was originally kind of, thinking introducing the band here's the band and this is the style of blah 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 and i haven't really found a good you know title to put you under i mean how would you describe your style (laughs) (laughs) me neither man (laughs) that's why i always just say alternative because it doesn't really mean this or that it's just alternative yeah honestly what little i listen to i that's about what i would expect um Mm. you could you could be across a few different I yeah, legitimately only listen to like about thirty seconds of it, but from what I heard, it could go across a few different platforms. Mm. Maybe mm. a better way to approach it is: Who would you consider your biggest influences? Mm. We really like um, John Bellion. Have you guys ever heard of him? No, John Bellion. Twenty One Pilots. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, we love Twenty One Pilots. Uh, the nineteen seventy five. We also really like John Mayer. Yeah, sure. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, a lot of those those okay. guys. I really like uh, XXX Tentacion lately too, and he kind of does a little bit of everything. I don't know if you guys have listened to him, but yeah. Now I'll make it a point. To <laughs> we have a music show on our network. Yep. And 
<laughs> I'm not part of it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I think the last record that Casey put on, and you know, he does have some records. I had some Charlie part. Daniels that I was playing before <laughs> the show. Yeah, huh? and then there was. Um, Rush. You had, did, what was it, an Elvis Hula record or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah, Aloha from Hawaii. Yep. It's <laughs> <Awesome. laughs> a solid album. All right, we listened to both sides one night. We did? Yeah. <laughs> I've been on a bluegrass kick and a lot of, it's like going into a metal show, I'll be listening to bluegrass, and then going to a bluegrass show, I've been listening to metal. So mm-hmm. I, it works out in the end. I, I think there's this new wave of artists right now that are kind of like, crossing the lines between genres so um like 21 pilots they're doing like rap and some and a little bit of like screamo type stuff in their songs too with but mixed with like a really catchy pop melody too so i guess we're kind of going that route and kind of mixing and blending different genres and i've been seeing that more like i was just looking at a a metal festival not fest out in i think it's in california or japan this year but it's you know, 20 metal bands, Tech 9, and then a bunch of more metal bands. Like, what? <laughs> well, Tech 9 is the type of artist that get, gets booked at the Gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah. Uh, no. so. <laughs> well, his label is under uh, Strange Music, and that's headed by uh, whatever the hell band that is. The Juggalo band. Ju- yeah. Um, uh, Insane Clown Juggalo yeah. band. Like, <laughs> the Juggalo band. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, uh, where do the two of you see yourselves going with your music? What's the you know, mm. two-year plan or five-year plan? I guess what I really want to do is keep doing live shows and become a better performer. I think... Um, something that can really make us stand out to like record labels or um, whoever is just like being a really good performer and be, being able to connect with people like face to face. I think that's something that can really set you apart, especially these days with like everybody and their moms like a SoundCloud rapper and everybody has their own song out, I feel like. So, yeah, that's what I really want to do. And uh, I'm kind of always just like focusing on the next uh, the next song. I'm, I'm not trying to look too far in the future. What about you, Paul? I mean, do you have any goals yourself that you want to? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with um, Eric, like uh, performing and like being comfortable, like doing live shows and not just getting like nervous or like being able yeah, to like. That's still a thing. Um, oh, you do it. If, you, yeah. if you're not getting nervous, there's a problem. You're doing it wrong. Just trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've watched interviews with guys that have been but, in but, music. But we kind of like got used to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like perform. Oh. Like playing at church and stuff like that, like leading worship or whatnot. Yeah. And so I don't think it should be a problem, but we still want to be able to like have yeah. like a really good standard and like perform like in a For good sure. level. It's different so when you want to like, like do tours and stuff. Oh. What? Sorry, bro. Oh, I was gonna say it's different when you want to like run and jump around and really get everyone excited. Oh, yeah. and put on like it a totally performance is. versus just standing and singing on a stage. But yeah, yeah that's totally what we want to learn how like, to do. And I've watched interviews with musicians that have been on the market for 20, 30 years, and they have, like, the behind-the-scenes, and, I mean, they're still nervous going on stage. Like, you've done mm-hmm. this a thousand times. Why is it so bad? And then yeah, going back, you know, I, I've never – I played in band in high school and stuff like that, but, yeah, you still get those – the jitters. The, the fear is good, though. Like, if you don't have that, like, little bit of fear before you go and give, do anything live, like – That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the, even doing this, I don't. There, I'm usually nervous on the drive over here because this is the fourth one we've recorded today, Casey and I. So, it's worn off now <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but, like, but seriously, every t- every time, uh, every time I'm on the way over here, it's like a, about a you know, it's either between a 15 or a 35 minute drive, depending on where I'm coming from. And yeah, I'm always like, and I play a lot of shows in a couple metal bands too. So same thing. But once mm-hmm. it gets rolling, you're like, ah, here we go. Yeah. Hey, any more music coming down the pipeline? The you know old songs that you've kind of put on the shelf that you plan on releasing in the near foreseeable future? Old ones, no. I got probably like a hundred to hundred fifty that are just like <laughs> really bad <laughs> on my computer. Those are probably gonna stay there. Um, but uh, no, we got some new new stuff we're working on. Um, just trying to get better production and like better beats and stuff. And uh, I think we're gonna try to release a, a single. In the next couple of months. Sure. 
Yeah. As far as, you know, mentioning the beats, you know, do you mm. put all that to yourself together, together yourself or do you yeah. go online and do you, or, you know, where are you pulling your inspiration from to, because for mm. me, like I can perform really well if you give me a sheet of music and give me six months to practice. You ask me to write a song, that's not going to happen <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. I guess the inspiration to write just comes for, comes from, uh, what we listen to, uh, when you want to write a melody, whatever comes to your mind is is definitely something you've heard before. You just don't really know where it's come from, so you just try to make it unique to that. But um, yeah, yeah. What was the first part of your question? Um, oh yeah, we we do everything from scratch. <laughs> I think that's what Sorry. you're asking. If you're not watching, Gordon couldn't remember. Yeah, the, the hamster got its foot stuck on the wheel there for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, every sound that you hear in our songs is completely done from scratch. It's been it's been a key on a keyboard making that weird sound that you're hearing. Everything, yeah. Very cool. It, do you ever find yourself re-listening to a song after you record it and go, oh, shoot, we sound too much like this other artist out there? Or <laughs> do you do you try to keep it to your, more original? Oh, we always try to keep it original. Um, that's kind of funny, though, because I've started writing a song and then showing it to Alex or Paul and then to find out that it's literally the exact, it sounds oh, yeah. exactly the same as, there. as another song yeah. out. And then you have to change it. So you kind of got to get other people, uh, other people's opinion before you actually release it. But Yeah, don't Greta Van Fleet that shit, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> or what was the original, uh, the original one that tried to rip off Led Zeppelin all the time was Heart, right? Uh, was it? Well, I only, um, what's it? 50 Cent ca- used Cashmere. And then there's the whole, uh, uh, what's his name? Ice. Mm. Uh, Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice copying <laughs> Queen, but saying that, no, no, it's original. Uh, no, no, it's not, bud. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the biggest one of all time. It's Vanilla Ice one. <laughs> and where'd my computer go? Why is it doing stupid things? I don't know, man. It's still sitting there. So you were saying you were going to release, <laughs> you, you were thinking about releasing a single. So Yeah. The music industry being what it is today, um, I mean, the way you know it is that, you know, is that that's the way to go. Release a single, get it out there. I mean, is Mm. is it? It's not like, hey, we're releasing a long play thing Mm -hmm. anymore. Or, I mean, what's your where you at with that kind of stuff? I think um, my thing is right now, um, since there's so many artists putting stuff out, I think. Right now, I think it might be quantity over quality. I think you want to keep putting stuff out as much as you can so you can keep gain, gaining more and more of a following. Okay. But if someone is going to record a full-length album, I'm going to have like a lot more respect for them at the same time. But I might I might look at the, the album one day and then not look at it the next day. If they're not putting stuff out, I'm not going to keep going back to them, I guess. Got it. That makes yeah. sense. I guess there's two sides to it, but oh, certainly, yeah. I mean, this yeah. is—it's just—it's so very. Are you new? Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Way to pull a Brian. <laughs> yeah, I uh, got the—I got myself tangled in my headphones and bonked the mic. I probably heard that. Uh, Real yeah, professional studio. Happens. Yeah. I know Paul's like, I'm super impressed with these guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, no, that's a good answer. Yeah, it's tough. It's a totally different uh, uh, universe. You know, I, I got, um, they do that, uh, what band, did you say Bandcamp is the one that you don't do? I don't do that one. Got her. Uh, so on Bandcamp, there was a band, you know, what they do is they, they're like, here's a t-shirt and you get the digital download and then a, a physical copy of the CD. Um, mm. and then you have to donate. It's like donate is okay. I think how they can run this site or whatever. But, you know, I sent 20 bucks and I got a shirt and I got you know, the CD and like a pin and some stickers and things. And now I have this CD and I, I legit, I don't have any way to play it. So <laughs> <laughs> the CD player is broken in my car. And then yeah. I think I could use it on my work PC, but you know, at this point, you know, I'm like, I don't know. What, what do you guys you think about it that? To work to listen to. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, are you going to, you going to make CDs? You're going to release a like orange mm-hmm. psychedelic vinyl. Uh, I definitely want to release CDs. I think, mm-hmm. Um, there's something cool about just like holding that in your hand and it's a lot more memorable and impactful. Like if yeah. you hand someone a CD, they're going to look at that and it's going to, 
I think it's going to stick in their brain a lot more versus if they're scrolling through a web page and they just see an ad. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I still want to make CDs, but I think sure. the majority of our streams and listens are going to come from online distribution stuff. I mean, are you following the social media analytics or, you know, you said you have SoundCloud and what was the platform that you said you put all your music on? They kind of take the legwork for you? Uh, DistroKid, yeah. Do, do they tell you, you know, you're getting views and downloads from here, there, and the other place? Or mm-hmm. I mean, you know, how much yeah. attention do you follow or do you do you put into that? You know, and, yeah, well, when I released the Let's Talk EP, that's the very first time I used DistroKid. So I'm still kind of learning. Um, but yeah, you can keep track of all of your streams on all of your different platforms and stuff. And you can even customize your different platforms <coughs> with each picture you want on Spotify. You can customize all that stuff too. So it's pretty nice. Yeah. And what's your advertising look like from that? I mean, is it strictly online or do you, do you pay for any advertising at all? Um, right now I've only paid for, um, a couple Facebook ads and Instagram ads. And um, I don't really know if those have done like a ton of good yet, uh, to be honest. So. And that was my biggest frustration. The, the Really the, the reason, the catalyst for me doing this podcast is because that's kind of the, the hookup that I came into. Oh, sure. Is, oh, you threw $1,000 at Facebook and 10 people saw it and mm-hmm. one person went and bought a T-shirt for 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Thank you. But honestly, that, that brings up kind of a good question. And Brian, maybe you can kind of weigh on this too. Um, where where does your growth come from? Is it organic, like people who see your shows and talk to uh, like talk to their friends? And is, is that mm-hmm. the, the majority of where you're seeing your growth? Or is it people who stumble upon you online? 100%, I think it's through word of mouth, family and friends right now. Okay. Um, we have a a couple different strategies for like getting more attention on Facebook and it's basically we ask our friends to invite their friends to listen to our music um, so kind of like a call to action we like purposely tell them like hey can we want to invite you to be a part of like our our team basically can you send an invite to your friends to look at our page and check out our music but it's really cool because if each of your friends has a uh, like 800 friends, you can reach out to a, to a few of them. And then that's, that's what, that's like, uh, 3,200 people. And I mean, they could reach out to a friend and, uh, we kind of just started doing that in the last month and that's, that's worked pretty good. We got a few hundred more followers on, uh, Facebook just in the last couple of months from doing that. So that's worked really well. That's probably been, uh, the best strategy we've done so far. And you're talking off air yet. You just played a show this morning. Uh, how are you? Are any venues approaching you? It's like, hey, we'd like you to come play in the near future. Or are you still doing the legwork? You know, saying, hey, I want to play here today. Or, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much <laughs> <laughs> doing the legwork. Uh, no one's reaching out to us, but uh, it's it's mostly like if if I know someone that uh, works here or or know someone else that's at this venue, that's how like I, I can get there. So Bypass that's what the, it's been. The proverbial so gatekeepers. Yeah. It's kinda just about who you know right now. Paul, are you doing anything on your side of things? Aside from sitting down the hallway and not helping <laughs> Eric record? <laughs> um well I kinda like help with the social media and stuff like that too. Yeah. So right now that's been like the only thing I'm doing. I guess. Mm. So not a whole lot, but since I'm like way across the country. Mm. He's kind of my emotional support through the whole thing. (laughs) If I write a song, he's the first person I go to. You think this is cool? And he really helps me through it and helps me write all the chord progressions on guitar and all that stuff through the writing process. That too, I guess. Yeah. Are you, do you, are you tab readers or you actually, can you read the music? Uh, I can, I can actually, I can read the music, not, Super Did you well, just ask man. him if he was literate? Like, is that? Well, that's the thing. Because <laughs> I no, can he, read. I can read. Well, I could. I could read bass clef. I don't know if I could still do it today. But when I tried to dabble in guitar uh, for a little bit in middle school and high school, and people just kind of, oh, here's a music book and hand it. It's all in treble clef. I go, what the hell is this Egyptian? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
No, I can read a little music, but I still think tabs are probably one of the greatest things ever created. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely helps. It's yeah. it's interesting though. Sometimes the interpretation, someone's interpretation is di- yeah. different than others. And but once you you know get down to it and start playing it, you can f- play it how you want to play it. Definitely. I remember looking up uh, Weezer and Metallica and ACDC on oh, tabs. Yeah. Like the very first songs that I learned were were, were those bands. So I yeah. still use tabs all the time. I have a f- there's a couple of good apps for uh, cell phones. Okay. So yeah. what are those apps? Don't leave people hanging, man. Guitar, <laughs> guitar tab. Okay. With, now we know. Ultimate guitar tab. Right. Yeah. Besides guitar, I mean, what else? What other instruments are you playing for the connection? Uh, piano. Um, I guess you could just say guitar and keyboard. Because we're doing a lot of synth stuff recently on the keyboard. So you're going to hear a lot of different sounds. You're going to hear, like, bass. Um, Box. Yeah. Lots of different What'd you say, stuff Paul? with the keyboard. The box, box drum. Yeah, yeah. We're we're doing a lot of cool drum sounds on the just on the keyboard. Right, so you have yeah, a little drum pad your, and yeah, your drum mod. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Paul? What other instruments do you play? Um, I play a little bit of piano. Um, like I said, I play the drums and the guitar. Um, yeah, that those are the only three mm. that I'm like mainly doing. So. And who do you guys bounce back and forth on vocals then, or is it strictly? I, I recognize your voice. Huh? Yeah, so far strictly me. Yeah. Oh, so far. Oh, Paul, you practicing, bro? I'm always trying oh, to man. get him to. Come on, man. I'm always trying to get him to write a song. And, Come on, player, write a song. Just hide a microphone in his car. You won't know it's there. Uh, why is this? Sorry, all my questions are now scattered across. Why do you you have it on a computer now? You had a pad of paper, I think, last time, didn't you? Yeah, Yeah, but this way I can, while I'm doing work stuff, I can actually prep and remember to write things down. Uh, Well, your pad of paper is turning over a new leaf in 2019. (laughs) Fair enough. By using a pad of paper. (laughs) (laughs) You could back up your computer by writing it on paper. <laughs> like let's leave the technology I mean, to this side of the table. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, now, do you have any advice for anybody else that's you know kind of you know maybe they're just kind of doodling uh, you know on a guitar or piano at home and they think they might want to start recording? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. If you want to start recording, I think honestly, just like logically, the best advice I can give is like, you got to look up a software, how to record, and then you just got to do it. And uh, I think some really good advice would be, um, you just got to put your music out online. Like when you first record a song, when you first write a song, it's, you're going to be like a little nervous about showing it to people for sure. Uh, you're right. That's for real tough because so, you. It, how many times have you written the lyrics and you're like, man, these are great and they're right from my yeah. heart and everything. And then like a day goes by or something, you look and you're like, this is so dumb yes. and dorky and dumb. And I never, <laughs> I never completely delete or cross out. I'll strike mm-hmm. through. And I don't know how many times I've gone back and removed the strike through on it and been like, okay, now I'm back mm-hmm. in that mood. Now it makes sense. Now I'm getting goosebumps again. Let's just roll yeah. with this, you know? Yeah. It's tough. So, yeah, so the <clears throat> advice I would really give is uh, don't be afraid to just start writing and don't be afraid to show people either. Um, yeah. I think you got to go into it knowing that not everyone's going to like you. There's going to be a lot of people that don't like your stuff, and that's okay. You just got to keep going. Do you ever come across any of that, uh, the keyboard warriors, if you will, <laughs> on, on Facebook or YouTube? Uh, not yet. <laughs> we're, we're relatively small still. Um we have some people chime in that are like, ah, that was pretty good, but I would have done it this way. You know oh, what I mean? We don't have any big haters That's yet, my favorite. but I'm sure they're coming. <laughs> I call that a, it's a case of the you shoulds. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, you should do this or that. And then it's like, well, I'll the tell you. The already out. I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> it's not changed. It's already done. It's well, pressed into vinyl. It's not changed. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a reason why I didn't go that route. <laughs> oh, there's probably a good reason why I didn't go that route. And yeah, I probably thought of that already. So yeah. why don't you go write your song? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Paul, do you have any advice that you would give from your side of the side of the table? Or, well, yeah, I, guess, I would probably screen. say like put your music out there and do what you got to do, and then show it to people around so they give you like tell tell you if it's like tell their opinion like if they like it or not, and yeah. then maybe you could change it or not. Probably Just, show like, it to close friends and family. Road, um, he like recorded it, and then he showed it to me, and if. If he did not show it to me, he would have been like, oh, we like literally copied this one song. Well, it's not totally, but like it sounded like the other song. So I would <laughs> say when you record it or whatever, just show it to people or family and just get their opinion and see like, like try to get the people that are closer to you and then try to reach out to people that are not like your close friends, but like other friends that would actually critique your music and stuff. So that's what I would say. Yeah. Just do it, basically. Any of the... the- yeah music intellectual type approach you like well it sound better in this key versus doing that or do you just kind of get the general <laughs> you shoulds out there um you can kind of like go into like a never-ending discussion of like oh i can make this a little bit better this effect sounds a little bit better i wish i had this pedal for my guitar so most of the time um i just try to find something that, that i think sounds cool and i just stick with it and when someone else listens to it, they might be a really, um, uh, they might know their um, production, music production really well. So they'll, they'll want to get everything perfect, but I, but I guess that's not me right now. Yeah. Mm. It'd be cool one day if we had a producer that was really into all that and they could kind of help us out with that type of stuff. But for me, I'm just trying to make the coolest song I can and I'm not like super worried about each effect or um you know yeah. the quality of each sound if it sounds cool then i like it you see here my producer just sits across the table and yells at me all the time <laughs> that's what producers are supposed to do yeah you need him <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, now being new and just starting off you know you said a few years ago i mean has it been a huge or even a, a, a financial burden you know, as far as, you know, the equipment that you've, uh, you know, a guitar I know can be costly for a decent one, you know, but like the recording equipment that you're using, microphones, anything else, I mean, do you subscribe to the the program that you're using to, to get your music mm-hmm. out there? I mean, what's that been like for you? Um, no, I got logic from a buddy, uh, the microphone that I use, <laughs> <laughs> my dad got it for me for Christmas when I was like a freshman in high school. SM58? No, no, no. It's a it's a blue spark digital microphone. Just goes right into the computer. If it works. It works so easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You said if it works, it works. Uh, it's not expensive to get into music. I don't think, especially these days. Um, if you want to sound like the guys on the radio, you're probably going to need to get signed, and you're probably going to need um, a professional recording studio. But if you want to get really close, it costs barely anything. Honestly, is there one piece of kit that you've mm. gotten that has kind of changed how you do things or made things a lot easier? Or yeah, um, a keyboard with aftertouch. Aftertouch means if you press the key hard, it's going to be louder. If you press it gently, it's going to be softer. You need to have like that so it sounds like a real thing, real instrument. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have a one of those keyboards that definitely improved our sound, and then. Just a, a microphone in general. You don't want to be like uh, singing into your computer's microphone. Just like a real microphone. It costs like $100 or 100 to $200 for, for a decent one. It's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I bought a new microphone and then I got yelled at by a certain producer for Jordan, trying to use it. We will not go into that. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled the XLR end off of the cable. Like... <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, has this been uh, a financial commitment for you, or do you kind of, here's our, have you guys been pulling it together? Or? Well, it's just mostly been Eric, so. <laughs> I want Paul's job. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Paul, what do you well, do, and how do I find a job like yours? I use it for, like, church and stuff, and also bought some stuff for... There's like this little thing that you could use for um, to plug in your guitar into GarageBand and stuff. 
so you, so that you don't yeah. necessarily need like an amp um, to connect it to the GarageBand and record the guitar. So there's like this little thing that's like thirty dollars, and then you need some cables and stuff like that. Those are some things that I bought. So yeah, little things along the way. We're not like keeping track. Like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like you owe me thirty bucks for this mic that I bought for us. And you have a fairly simple, uh, for lack of a better word, recording process. I mean, when you do a show live, you know what's your what's the setup look look like for that? Live, we're just doing acoustic stuff stuff so far. So we got a box drum, uh, acoustic guitar, keyboard, and then yeah. of course microphones for vocals. And that works. That works really good. So you want to kind of describe what a box drum is for people? It's kind of a neat, sure. neat deal. It's <clears throat> literally, imagine a box made of wood, and you sit on top of it, and then you lean over with your hands between your legs, and you hit the box in the right spot. If you hit it in one spot, it's going to sound like a big bass drum. If you hit it in, an, in the top corner spot, it's going to sound like a snare drum. And it's uh, it's really cool. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever actually seen one of those. Yeah, they make uh, a bunch of different variations. Yeah. On them. Yeah, I was thinking. I like. I've I've seen and heard those electric kick the, drums. The the, the name the pedal before that. Cajon kind of comes thing. to mind though. Yeah. I think is that. Did oh, was that a yeah? Thing. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you you mentioned you know playing at a church before churches. Now, if you're somewhere that has the equipment that you could set up, I mean, can you? Is it easy enough for you to piggyback mm-hmm. off of that, or is it just let's just keep it simple? To he wants to know what you need to rock. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think all we need is um, what do we need? We just need a keyboard, and we need a place to uh, to plug in our our MacBook. I think that's all we need, honestly. If if we have a big yeah. uh, sound system, obviously it's going to be a lot more rocking, versus just like one monitor and a couple uh, speakers. <laughs> We're kind of sticking with acoustic stuff, you know. You know, no flashing lights or strobes or right. anything yet. No, nothing. You guys yet. got a smoke machine yet? Yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, yeah. you guys got to have a fog machine. Man. <laughs> I just had a show last Friday, and the band just got brand new light set up and everything like that. And the lead singer's like, "This is awesome! I, I had no idea what this does until I bought it, and this is our first time using it. It's like a kid in a candy shop. What does this button <laughs> <Yeah>. do?" <laughs> And I have lost half of my questions, so that's okay. <laughs> because computers are great. I'm going back to pad and paper. Classic Gordon. <laughs> Gordon's like, I don't understand. When it asked me if I wanted to save, I said no. No, I hit like, a <laughs> button. Something disappeared. <laughs> what is going on here? Casey has a question. Gonna have to go off the dome. Oh man, <laughs> I was paying attention. No, so um, what are, what are some of the biggest challenges like with uh, Paul with you being literally the other side of the world? Like how how is collaboration working? Uh, do you guys do FaceTime regular FaceTime sessions? Do you have something set up online or? Yeah, we do FaceTime uh, sessions, and we have uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the Google Google Drive. Okay. So if, yeah. if we like uh, a certain sound, we'll just like drag it into Google Drive. Or if we like uh, lyrics or different songs, <coughs> we can just you know drop them in there. Um, what else? Remember, Paul's like. Say, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like time and like sometimes it would just be like me going to sleep and then he's waking up or like I'm waking up and he's just going to bed and like it would be like like we would just like forget it like see our phones and like not reply on time and stuff like that. Yeah. That's like it's one not of the easy. biggest challenges. Is there so but is there um, any unique things that have come out of this? Like we've been talking about the challenges, but is there has there been a benefit? Like is there something that that never would have happened for you guys if you didn't have the separation? <laughs> I don't know. Um oh, I can think of, of something. I already said before, like, whenever I make a song, I go to Paul and, like, what do you think? I can't, like, do that all the time now. So now I'm doing live shows and stuff by myself, and I'm used to having, like, my buddy there. You know what I mean? It's easier to do stuff when you're on a team, when you're with a band, but when you're just by yourself, you got to step out and do it. So I think it's actually uh, helping me grow a little bit and uh, 
helping me step out of my comfort zone a little bit. So that's one good thing. Okay. Um, I can't wait for him to come back, though, so we can do more stuff. <laughs> yeah, no. Do Paul, shows together. When is Paul coming back? What's your plan, bud? I'm coming back in May. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. He's got one more semester at Northwestern. Still to go. Yep. Yeah. Plan on moving to the U.S. permanently for this afterwards, or are you going to do the... That would be cool uh, if it was for the band. Mm-hmm. And worst case scenario, I mean, what are you going to start up the the connection part two? Oh, you know, via <laughs> India, like a tour in India. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, start your own band over there, or you know, the, the, I'm sure. oh my own band. Yeah. Um. Well, right worst now, case scenario. um, I'm like working with my cousin because he's writing a song and he wanted me to be part of it. I guess so. I'm like working with him, so I'm like featuring in his song. And so, actually, we're going to be recording that song today. So, we'll see how that goes. But it's not Connection Part 2. It's just different, separate, different. So, it's just family, so. (laughs) (laughs) Do you at least like this cousin? (laughs) (laughs) Of course I do. (laughs) That would be bad if I did not. (laughs) Now, if... The two of you could go back and change one thing. I mean, being able to look back and foresight, uh, hindsight, you know, about the band, the recording, or the advertising. I mean, is there anything that you would change, or hmm. like if you could talk to your younger self, like, do not do this, hmm. or even do Pro- this sooner? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I don't think there's anything I would be like. You definitely shouldn't have done that, but um, yeah. do this sooner. Probably the online distribution. And probably starting all of the uh, the online mediums like uh, Instagram and Facebook. Like, um, if you want to compete and get streams, you gotta start those things right away, and you gotta start growing them. So that's probably the biggest thing. And do you see a like for you know a podcast? You know, I've I've noticed the best luck, you know, posting something every day. I mean, do you do you find that if you're if you're, I guess, is there some sort of consistency that you found that works best for attracting new listeners to your music, or mm. you know, let, we're, well, we're putting out an EP, so we're just kind of doing what we do. So far, we're doing what what we do. Honestly, so far, if I if I could finish um, a song every week, that'd be awesome, and I'd probably do it. But I can't. <laughs> so so far, I'm just trying to finish the songs as soon as I can. And then group them together in a way where they can be in an EP, like they actually make sense together. And then I'll I'll release them. Um, but releasing a song every day would probably get like really tiring for your fans too. <laughs> yeah, and they'd probably miss a couple days and just. Do you uh, do you share like behind the scenes information and stuff on your social media? Or? Um, a little bit so far. Yeah, we on our Instagram. I'm, I mean, we have pictures of. Uh, when we were recording and stuff, and that's been really fun to do. I think, I think uh, there's a there's a way like you can connect a lot more with people through Instagram and Facebook, and you can be a lot more personal versus them like just hearing your music and they don't know anything about you. So th- I think that's a really uh, yeah. um, important marketing tool, I guess, is being personal and showing like behind the scenes stuff on on those mediums. And do you, when you're putting something together, do you try to put, like, write your songs in order? Or do you just kind of write your songs and then figure out in what, you know, here's one, two, three, four? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, each song is its own thing. If I have a certain idea for one song, I just want to make that song the best song I've ever written. Um, and then when you're putting them together for an EP, you want them to sound like good one after another. But I think you also want them to um, come together and form some sort of bigger message, like all of them together on an EP. You don't just yeah. want like an EP with four random songs about completely different things and completely different sounds. Um, right. I think that kind of catches people off guard and kind of they might like one song and then they might completely ignore the others if they don't flow well together. I'm going to ask a really stupid question. What does EP stand for? I've seen it thrown around. 
Extended play. Extended play. Extended play, okay. It's basically an album, like a short length album. And yeah, yeah, I've seen that thrown around for years and years and years, and I've never and actually bothered to look yeah, it up. EP, LP. Yeah. Long yep. play. Or so, single, EP, LP. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Again, I can prefer music. I can't make it. That's not an option for me. Uh, so when when you're when you're putting together an EP, um, do you like you're you say that you're you're working on like crafting like the story like because mm-hmm. everyone knows like you know listening to an album start to finish is the right way to do it right yeah but for the like what I mean we're everybody shuffles now you just you That's you know true. you bring it up and you hit shuffle do you do you try to keep that into account too like how how things are gonna play just kind of randomly thrown together or yeah yeah. yeah. Um, kind of what I was saying, like when, when I'm making one song, I want that song to catch your attention right away, no matter which one it is. I mean, you're going to have like a slow song on your EP and you're probably going to have a fast one. People are going to listen to the fast one and be like, wow, but you probably got to put something in the slow song as well to attract their attention. So each and every single song that you're doing, you, you gotta put some kind of attention grabbing thing in it. Um, because it could be popping up on Pandora for someone and you, you got to grab their attention. I've also heard um, someone say that uh, within the first seven seconds of a song, someone will decide if they like it or not. So I can see that. I've yeah. skipped on shit. Like. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So you really got to put um, something attention grabbing in, in each and every song. Do you try, when you're writing a song, do you try to write it start to finish or have there been times where you something comes to your mind and it Mm -hmm. ends up being the middle of the song yeah yeah it's it's all over the place um i think most of the time i come up with um more of like a a message of a song first like i want to write a song about uh being in love just for example so i'm gonna write the chorus first and it's gonna be all about how i fell in love or whatever and then I'm going to write a verse about kind of like the story leading up to how I met Alex. And then the the course will be about how great it is. You know what I mean? So, but it's different for every every song, actually. Whatever comes to your mind, uh, just got to write it down and then flow with it. Do you ever find yourself in the middle of, you know, just walking or you're sitting down to breakfast or something like that and all of a sudden something pops up. I mean, do you reach for pen and paper, start scribbling? Yeah, I, I just reach for my phone in the notes section and then I try to jot it down. And and we have like a, we all have a recorder on our phone too, on our iPhones. And if I think of something, I'll yeah. just like quick sing it into my phone. If I'm at work, <laughs> go to the bathroom, sing a little verse in, in there and save it so I don't forget it. And But yeah, it happens all the time. And how many how many times you find yourself you know like I you know as a history major and so we I was always write a rough draft and then a second rough draft yeah. and then start to finalize it I mean do you find yourself doing that with songs I mean mm-hmm. rough sketch and then find how many how much fine tuning do you typically spend on oh, a song um a a ton um from when you first think of the idea of it to when you're actually like singing it in the microphone it's pretty much changing the entire time for me um once i get it like a certain way i really like it it's it's generally going to stay the same but even when i record it and i'm thinking i might want to change this line a little bit then i'll do it you ever listen to some of your old songs go i really like this part about it but i i want to tweak this for you know down the road (laughs) self Um, uh, for sure for sure um mostly with production stuff Um, Because I've gotten to learn a lot more about how to record and different effects and um, EQ and all that. So when I listen to the old stuff, I I still think it's pretty good. (laughs) I I put a lot into my my songs and try to make them perfect. But um, as far as like quality wise, I I can cringe a little bit on my old stuff. (laughs) Paul, do you, do you have you ever just listened to a song that Eric sent you and told him to throw it out the window because it's so bad? Um, he really doesn't want to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, you're safe. You're in India. He'll forget by the time you get back. <laughs> I don't think so, but there's like times when I was like, maybe we should change a little bit, or like maybe we should add more to it, or something like that. 
but it's not like we should throw it away. This is why uh, he's my go-to guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's always positive news usually. <laughs> or he puts a positive spin on it and yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Ever release anything and then, you know, a day or two later gone back and listened to it like, oh shoot, I should have done this with it. Yeah, and then I just like try to completely tune those thoughts out of my head and forget about them because <laughs> it's over, you know. Yeah. There's. Is there anything you two would like? I mean, I've kind of spent everything that I had. I mean, are there any parting words of wisdom and advice that you two would pass on to anybody kind of in their up and coming or any new bands out there that are kind of in the same position that you're in? Um, stuff that we already went over, I think get, um, get on social media as quickly as possible and, and start growing that for sure. And then as far as recording goes, kind of like we said earlier, like just do it. You got to make yourself do it. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take some time, but, um, you just got to set it aside and do it if you really want to do it. Um, and if, if it doesn't happen, then it's not meant to be. Paul, any words from you? Um, I would say, like, don't be shy to tell about your band or just, like, your solo artist. Don't be afraid to tell about it because no one else is going to promote you if you're not going to do it for yourself and, like, get yourself out there, especially when social media is growing so fast these days. Just put yourself out there on social media and try to, like, tell people about it online. Mm. So You might be... You might be out there like thinking you have a a great talent, and you could, but half of it is just promotion and and getting it out there. Um, yeah, someone's not gonna email you and say they want to give you a record deal like that, even though that'd be really nice. <laughs> That's it's never happened before. It's it's not gonna happen with you. So you gotta you gotta do the work. Well, Thank you, Eric, for coming in studio. Paul, thanks for getting up at the crack of dawn for you over halfway across the world. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And thank you for everyone listening this week. Thank you again to Blind Ninja Studios and Duck Hill Workshop for making this episode possible. Uh, you can find info about this show and others by going on to blindninjastudios.com. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. And you please go and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. And and I finally broke down, made a Twitter all built in the arena. Yes. Thanks again, folks, for listening. And if you tune in this Sunday, uh, February 24th, we'll be sitting down with Bikers Against Child Abuse. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Walking your door, you were a brother to me. You were a brother's fort. Played you in every sport. Hated you out in the court. I thought a lot was in store. Now it was all of it for. You started changing course. Maybe because you were bored. Or maybe your parents divorced. Finally cut to the court. Everyone's fighting a war. So where are you at with the Lord? I'm sorry for striking a chord. But buddy, I love you more. And I know you don't want to hear this. But I guess my only fear is that you will never hear it. Cause the it's not sincere, it's filled with inconsistencies and revelries and fallacies And I just want to part the sea so you and me can be at peace And it's my prayer for you to see that your soul is the only thing with anything that you can keep So promise me you'll stop and think for your mind Open your mind I'm running out of rhymes I'm running out of time
All the stories we tell lies 